Hey everybody, welcome into the Hayden Coker Show. My name is Hayden Coker and I'm here with none other than Abby Jones. Abby, how are you today? Hi Hayden, I'm good. How are you? I'm great, thank you. And those of you who don't know, Abby uh, works for Valley Sports South as a digital reporter, uh, sideline reporter as well. It, uh, and then for you know for TCU, the in-game host, it, uh, how's all that feel it, uh, knowing that you've kind of accomplished that kind of a stuff in, in life and that just what you're what you're really going after? It really is such a dream come true. Um, thank you so much for having me on. I always appreciate um, when I get to share my story a little bit and connect with people in the industry. So thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk. But uh, last night even was kind of one of those surreal moments. I was sitting courtside of the NBA game. Uh, the Mavericks hosted the Warriors and, you know, we won. It was a very close game. Got to just see Steph and Clay warm up. And, you know, it's always a great job and I always am so excited for the games that we have but those days that the Bucks or the Warriors or the Lakers come into town and like you're two feet away from LeBron and Steph and some of the greats um it really is just one of those pinch me moments and I get to cover the Mavericks and Luka Doncic literally the most impressive player in the NBA I think he's going to be one of the top 10 guys in the league for the rest of history um all the coaches tell me that I'm witnessing greatness and um it's really just it's so cool that I get to call this my job. Yeah, and it, I understand that it's it's so cool, and it's just cool to watch them on TV. It uh, and I think it, something that's really cool to me, and what my dad or my dad's not a huge sports guy, but whenever we're able to, whenever the All Star Game comes on for NBA, we're oh, we're watching it, and it's I remember a few years ago, it uh, I think it was a year that Giannis had dunked on Steph. And then it, Giannis had like stolen the ball or something, and Steph was still backcourt, and he had kind of like laid down on the free throw line, just try, just kind of telling people, you yeah, know, I hey, I'm, not getting dunked, I'm not getting dunked on this time. Um, so we, yeah. we're always uh, big fans of the All Star Game. But other than that, it uh, my dad doesn't really watch sports. So that's that's the one time I get to like actually connect with him in the sports stage. Um, yeah, going back to, to a little bit of NBA. Um, so and. Like you said, you know it's it's surreal uh, watching Luka Doncic uh, and you know these guys like Steph Curry and everything. It, uh, have you gotten to interview any of any of these these really cool players yet? Yeah, I've gotten to speak with a few of the Mavericks. Um, I talk mainly to the coaches. So my game plan uh, pregame is to go interview the coaches and just kind of get a feel for the game. You know, we have a pregame show that we like to produce and. We don't do a ton with the players pregame. Uh, we kind of let that be their time. Postgame, you know, you could go sit in the media room, players are going to the podium and, you know, talk about the game, whether it was good or bad. You can ask questions. Um, so always super fun to talk to Jason Kidd. He's the Mavericks head coach. And, uh, you know, he's a Hall of Fame player, and I have so much respect for him. So getting to hear from him firsthand, uh, explain the game and answer questions as to what worked for the Mavericks or what didn't work um right now they're in a little bit of a losing streak despite last night's win so they're kind of trying to iron out some kinks and losing Jalen Brunson um but yeah I mean you know the way that I see it is everyone has a job and everyone in this organization wants everyone else to do their job well so the coach are incredibly nice to me um I can ask them anything and everything they will sit down and take 30 minutes to explain like we've been kind of rotating the starting lineup a little bit trying to see you know where Christian Wood would be most effective um and you know moving him from a sixth man to starting five and uh you know it's it's just 
so nice that they take the time out of their day to explain things to me because they know that, you know, we have a job too. So um, the players are super fun. They're always going to give you a lot of energy and really good answers. Uh, Luca, he's, he's learning, you know, English is like his third language. So um, when you can get a good answer from him, that's fun. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a new challenge every single day. And everyone here has just been so, so kind uh, to work with me and to really help me understand, you know, Dallas Mavericks basketball. That, and that's that's really cool cool to uh to see and to interact with you and get to get to know everything that you're getting to you know go through and everything that you're getting to experience and uh, all that kind of stuff and I, I've really thought about that for a little bit and uh I remember I first started following you and stuff I saw that you know this is Valley Sports you know and then I saw it uh Sanford University I was like holy crap that's like right down the road <laughs> it um yeah so i i I, th- I think it's really cool that you're you're doing what you love it um and that kind of leads me into my next question um how did you kind of how did you get started in uh in or how did you get started with the sports industry yeah um i like to say that it chose me i didn't really choose it my dad played professional baseball for 16 years so Um, I grew up going to sporting events. I was at my first major league baseball game when I was two weeks old. Um, I've been to over 2000 baseball games, um, probably even more if I think about it, but, um, you know, it was one of those things that I actually didn't really enjoy in the moment. Um, being a kid growing up in that lifestyle, you don't realize the, the magnitude of the situation. Um, I remember that my dad, you know, he was playing in the World Series and I was, you know, 10 years old. You don't realize like, oh, my gosh, my dad's playing in the World Series. This is such a big deal. There's so much history. He was with Detroit. Like their story to get there was incredible. Um, One of the best like comeback stories in Major League Baseball, in my opinion. But, you know, at that at that age, I didn't really understand it. So I not only didn't really appreciate it, but I wasn't like super involved with his career when I was a kid. So it was actually when I was a little bit older um, and took a step away from all the sports that I kind of was like, hey, like, I really miss this. And, you know, what are we what are we doing if we're not going to a game or I mean, even my brother played travel baseball. So if I wasn't at my dad's games, then I was at my brother's game. So it took a little bit of kind of stepping away from it to realize that, you know, I actually love this. And then once I started realizing, you know, this is what I love and this is what I want to do. My dad was working on, uh, you know, kind of what he wants to do after he retired and he would go to Detroit and do the pregame show or the postgame show or interviews. And I would just kind of sit with him. And I thought the process was so cool because, you know, all these athletes, they have stories, they're real people. And, um, it's, it was so cool to listen to him talk. Like I never really understood how much goes into being a professional athlete. You know, everybody just thinks, Oh, you're talented and you make a lot of money and you, you know, play a decent game. Um, But to listen to him talk about, you know, the statistics and possibilities and, you know, situations and just like the science and math and all of the elements behind it, I was just like, there's so much more to this that people don't understand. And I love telling stories. Um, And I think there's a really beautiful tie in between storytelling and sports. And when you can marry the two and you know, you're passionate about your team and, you know, there's cool stories with the guys that you may not know and 
then you become a fan of them and you want to see them do really well. So to me, it's just, it's the most like involved industry. And, you know, with, with the way that the world is, it's really nice to just have something that um, kind of pulls you away from what's going on. And you can kind of just unplug a little bit and reset and just focus on a good game, have some fun, have a good time with friends. You can, you know, become best friends with a stranger just because they're wearing a jersey that you yeah. you root for. You know, like if there's like a guy wearing a Raiders hat, I'm like, go Raiders. Um, <laughs> me and my dad are Raiders fans. So, um, yeah, I mean, long story short, I think it kind of just chose me. And then once my dad retired, I started seeing kind of the behind the scenes of it and behind the camera and in front of the camera. And I was just like this, I can't believe you got paid to do that. Like that, that was so easy, dad, you know, I would go with him and um, we just kind of talked about it. So I think at the age of 15, I decided that sports broadcasting was what I wanted to do specifically with Bally. Um, You know, I grew up Fox sports always uh, showed my dad's games. So, you know, everything about Fox sports is very nostalgic for me. And that's who Bally is currently. They were bought by Fox sports, but um, so it's, it's really like such a full circle moment to work for the company that broadcasted my dad's games. And that I have so many memories with in the first place. And now I'm just in Dallas and learning a new team and meeting new people. Um, but still doing exactly what I love and it feels so new, but at the same time, it kind of feels like home. Yeah, it, it uh, and like you said, it it's feeling new, but a, a lot like home. It it's really cool for you to sit there and just like talk about that and how you know how your dad played uh, in the majors, and then how you're kind of kind of like doing the same thing except not playing the sport, except you're a professional uh, at pretty much like reporting and you know doing all the stuff with the players, interviews and stuff, and uh, really just being in front of the camera, and that's always really cool to see. Um. One thing I did want to ask you about uh, kind of getting into the sports world was at Sanford, and I know this is kind of off topic from what we've been talking about, but at Sanford, did you ever like did you ever help out with any of the teams or, or anything? Or were you just kind of like all in the media and everything? Yeah, so I actually cheered all four years at Sanford. Um, hindsight, I probably would have gone to a bigger school, um, maybe somewhere like Oklahoma or Michigan, um, somewhere that is like known for broadcasting, because like I said, I knew that I wanted to be a sports reporter when I was 15. So hindsight, I wish I would have gone, uh, to like a bigger school. Um, but I cheered all throughout college and that was so fun. I got to meet so many of the athletes for the school and, uh, really talk with them. Um, I worked with the football team all four years. I helped with their recruitment. Um, I did a few stories and interviews and I was always on like Stanford sports show so one year it was called like the Bulldog Blitz and it was kind of like this ESPN type of show and you know you had to write stories find stories go do the interviews record it yourself edit it yourself um, which was really really fun you know you learn a lot you learn how to be the one man band Uh, but I stayed as involved with sports and media as possible Um, cheering you know we cheered for basketball, football. I mean, we were at soccer games, so it kind of was hard to make the most of my time in school um, from the broadcasting side, just because of the commitment with cheer. But, um, you know, I was involved as I could be. Um, Still talk to a lot of my professors. I actually spoke at one of their, uh, he transitioned to Pittsburgh and I spoke to his new students. So kind of fun to, you know, connect back with your professors and 
they knew me when I was like 18 and, you know, didn't, didn't exactly know everything that it all entailed. Um, so it's just, it was fun, but yeah, as involved as Stanford with as, as I could have been, uh, like I said, I wish maybe I would have done like SEC school or, uh, just out of state, big, big, big school, but you know, you live and you learn and made the most with the time there. Um, and really got connected. A few of my friends, like somebody plays in the NFL, NBA, MLB. So at the end of the day, I do have plenty of guys that I can call and I'm like, Hey, let's talk about, you know, this coverage in your game. And let's talk about, you know, this roster move that you guys made. So it's fun to be able to, you know, have a little inside scoop with the, with the league and figure out what the players are talking about. That only makes me a better reporter. Um, so yeah. It, um, and I, I really think that's interesting with, uh, with how you were so involved in, uh, at Sanford and, and, and you, especially you wanting to go to a, uh, or wishing you had, would have went to a, uh, a bigger school, but still your like love for Sanford is, is really cool as well. Um, I, I'm, like I said, I'm going to Jacksonville state right now and I'm working for the, I, the school newspaper is what it's called, but they don't do print copies anymore. So it's just like an online article. It uh so just it's, there's like these the Aniston Star which is around us and the St Clair Times all that and they yeah. still have newspapers and stuff but we uh we have uh, we've gone fully online and I have only gotten to cover volleyball and soccer but it I can genuinely say and I've gotten to report a few times and uh uh being a po- post game press conference that was really cool uh so it it's really fun to it's really fun to kind of get uh a, a, another view I guess of what what y'all kind of go through on a, on a daily basis and what y'all are able to do. Um, but I, I think the main thing that I, I, I thought that caught my attention when you said is that you wanted to go to an SEC school or, or, or a bigger school anyways. Um, cause I, I actually kind of wanted to do the same thing, but Jacksonville state it's, you know, it's right down the road. It's, it's not as much money as well. Um, so was there ever, was there ever a doubt when you were going into college that, you know, maybe Sanford wasn't for you or was it just Sanford the whole time? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I actually almost transferred to Auburn my freshman year, like first end of the first semester, I called my parents and I was like, I'm leaving. I don't want to be here anymore. Um, <laughs> so I think everyone kind of goes through that and, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. like I said, um, you know, I think the, the big school, like, in college, I was in a different mindset, headspace. I, you know, I worked very hard. I had um, four internships throughout my college career, and I also very much encourage everyone to do an internship. I had an internship every summer. I worked with the Birmingham Barons, the football team, um, Fox Sports. You know, really get out, get out there, get out of your comfort zone. Um, don't take college as playtime. You know, really yeah. take it serious and make a lot of connections and stuff. But uh, yeah, I think just kind of looking back at where I'm at now, I'm 25 and, you know, seeing where a few of my friends are in the industry, maybe they're a little bit further and they went to like Michigan and they had this insane demo reel. And, you know, now my one friend, she's covering the lions. So, um, you know, it's just the little things like that. Like you can kind of see where their path went and where they're at now and kind of be like, Oh, that makes sense. Um, but you know, God's got everyone on their timeline and on his timeline, more importantly. So I'm kind of just trusting where he's 
leading me. And so far, uh, Dallas has blown my mind. It's been amazing um, what I've gotten to do here and what I've got to report, uh, doing live TV and uh, just really being a reporter kind of for the first time in my career has meant everything to me. So uh, it all comes, you know, comes to full circle and plays out exactly how it should. But yeah, hindsight, (laughs) maybe would have gone somewhere else. Um, and that's one thing that I kind of think about. Um, and what, well, another college that I thought about was right down the road as well. It's West Georgia, um, probably about an hour from here. And what really stuck out to them, uh, uh, to me was just their, their, cause they have a really good, you know, a broadcasting school and, uh, what yeah. Jackson, Jacksonville state does as well. And so I, I have to say though, I'm really blessed with where I am and I, I don't know if I'd trade it for anywhere else, but then again, I don't know <laughs> cause, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd have to see some other places, <laughs> but, um, it, I think it's really cool how you said you interned over the summer, you know, for the Barons, uh, you, all those internships, like you really, really worked hard and, uh, you, you didn't, you know, you didn't just, you weren't just gifted it. You were, you really worked hard and that's, that's what really kind of sticks out to me. And, uh, you know, you know, you're a hard worker, so, uh, that's really cool. So <laughs> good job there. Thank you. Um, yes, ma'am. Thank you. It, um, so I, I kind of want to shift my focus a little bit if, uh, to, to, to the pros, if you don't mind. Yeah. It um so with the Mavericks, it uh have you well, excuse me, with the Mavericks. Um with the Dallas Stars, I've seen you have also gotten to interview some of them and uh FC Dallas as well, right? Or you work for mm-hmm. them, correct? It um so is yeah. is there any difference well, I guess there's a difference cuz of different sports. But is is the routine the same that uh each day for every sport or is it just something different? Yeah, I mean, I think one one of the biggest things that I've learned uh, this, you know, this past year in Dallas is I've gotten the chance to cover soccer, uh, high school football, um, NBA, MLB. Uh, I've really gotten to see it at every single stage. And I think really just like my very first high school game, I remember I was so overwhelmed because I am like a stat girl and yeah. I love researching the stats and the players and I I want to know what I'm talking about and know that I know that I know what I'm talking about so for me like my first week you know with the high school football it was like a 2A school um I'll never forget it I pull up max preps and one school you know they have everything that I need I'm like they've got the roster the head coach they've got their best players statistics and you know how they're compared to like the nation and then how they're compared to their own district and I was like okay this is set I called my dad and I was like let's talk about it like I'm ready for this game and then I was gonna study the other team their opponent and they had no stats and I was like how the heck do I you know educate myself on a school that I I don't even know who their quarterback is like that is so wild um so with every level, you know, you get a little bit more. And I think why I love professional sports so much is because there's just so much access to the players and, and the information. It's really fun to make those ties. Like the Mavs, they were in Toronto. That's where Dwight Powell is from. So, you know, that's a home piece, and you like to make that connection. And then the Mavericks are going to play in New York on Friday, and we're going to play Jalen Brunson for the first time since losing him. And I can look up, you know, how Jalen has done in New York. New York since he left the Mavericks and um there's just a lot more information so for me as like a stat girl I prefer to do you know the the top three kind of sports and professional level at any league just because of that but at the same time you know all of the high school things that I did and soccer as well um it was just 
so fun because that's where you really had to grind. And I had to stay up until 2 a.m. And I was like looking through these players' Twitters, trying to see if they're committed anywhere. Like, did they have a huddle page? What can I look for? And that's actually where I grew my skills the most. Like, I thought that I understood football not even close until I started reporting this. And then I had to watch their film myself, come to my own conclusions, look at their statistics that I could find and, you know, wrap my head around that. So, you know, each thing does present different challenges. Um, I would say, you know, with professional, like you, it as accessible as it is online, it's maybe not as accessible in person. And there's a lot of hoops you have to jump through with credentials and, Hey, like maybe you can't talk to Luca directly. Maybe you have to talk to his bodyguard who will talk to him or things like that. So each, each stage presents itself, but I've found that every challenge is a challenge that I enjoy. And I think that's the best part about the job is because no job is going to be, you know, the best day of your life every day. But do you enjoy like, like Kobe Bryant says, do you enjoy the mundane? Because anybody can love, you know, NBA finals and game seven, like that's, that's a very fun time. And you want to be on that team and you want to be one of the players and that, that all sounds great. But do you love the 5am workout where nobody's there and there's no cameras and no applause and it's just you. And maybe you had a back to back and you're exhausted and you have to, you know, hop on a plane and go to Toronto. Like it's in those moments that you really find out, Hey, do I actually love what I'm doing? And if I love this, then I'll truly never work a day in my life. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that the best advice that I can give is like, never take it light. Like, I I literally have to tell myself, oh my gosh, I'm like reporting an NBA game today and I'm courtside and watching one of the best basketball players in the world. Or I'm reporting a major league game day. I get to watch Aaron Judge. It's his 62nd home run. Like I I saw that as like my job. Um, So, you know, I mean, it it can get a little, uh, it can get a little, you know, boring if you let it. But I think that's the biggest trick. It's like never let it get that way. Like every single way, you know, you're living in a dream that like you've prayed for or just really wanted like your whole life and you're really invested in and you personally care about. Um, so, you know, take it serious and it's clockwork and it's business. But then when you're at the game and you know everything that you know and you feel so confident because you studied exactly how you should have. And like it's a walk in the park and. You know, you're just, hey, Luca, can I grab you for a question? Hey, Coach Kid, can I grab you for a question? And uh, you really feel prepared and you enjoy your work a lot more. It, yeah, and that's that's really cool. Uh, one thing that I thought that, oh, was very interesting is, you know, you got to see Aaron Judge's 60-second home run, and it uh, was was that that was probably an experience of a lifetime, I can imagine. It, uh, once in a lifetime Yeah, it's probably one of my, like, top five, like, oh, my gosh, this was a – day at work for me I've had like a few that are just crazy and like that's that's probably number three do you have a play do you have a favorite moment yes ma'am um working uh I would say last year it was Dirk's jersey retirement and I got to watch that and that was so cool because just to see like a city explode over a guy that you know his career was so unique because he spent all all of his time in Dallas and you know, I, it was just a feel-good story, and he's such a nice guy, and his family's amazing, and it was one of those that, like, you're really happy for him as well. Like, not only on the court, but he's a great person off the court, so it just made you so happy, and then just to see that arena explode, it was, like, my fifth game working with the Mavericks, and I was, like, 
this is what it's like. Okay. Wow. It, that's, that is something. Um, and the, the one thing about Dirk is that nobody hates Dirk. Everybody likes Dirk. He's, he's just, that's a, true. He's if you hate a, Dirk, you've got like issues. You need to go speak to somebody. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just, I don't know what it is. He's just, He's just an all-around good guy. Nobody dislikes him. And that's what I've always liked about Dirk, and especially getting to watch him in the finals, I believe, 2010 against the Heat, I believe. And that was really fun to watch. And he's just such a just all-around good guy, good player. So, um, And then shifting gears, it um, and, well, this is what you uh, – a few questions back – I really, I really liked how you said, um, you know, talked about high school and college and the pros and really getting to cover all stages of the sports. And I myself have actually covered high school sports, and it's it's tough, like especially when you when you don't know the don't know the other other team's quarterback. It it's tough and it's yeah. it's hard, and there's there's times where you don't know what you're gonna do because that person scores, and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> now, now you gotta go that through again? his name that- again. Yeah, I've been on the sidelines, and I'm like, is that 15? You know, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's rough. And so you're sitting there, you're like, oh, number two? No, three. You can't see his number because if you're, if you're anything like me, you have bad eyesight. So it, um, right, and there's, like, no replays. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, there's actually a there's actually a group going around here. They're called Average Joe Sports Talk, and they are – Basically, and I guess centered off of Central Alabama, North Alabama, but basically what they're doing is they're they're highlighting all these you know all these athletes around the area, and they're really helping out. Uh, they're really helping out the media and everything because you know if you don't know the name, you, you can't report. Awesome. You know, so I, I remember there was there was a time on Facebook uh, I reported for a a group a, 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 a it was a it was a it was a scoreboard page, and it was around the state sports for football. And I was covering a page and updating, and I put uh, number two for De- Decatur Heritage runs it in, and Decatur Heritage is a small one A team, so it was kind of hard to find his name at first, and then everybody was like, "Oh, that's him, that's him." I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah thank you." <laughs> um, yeah, I will say though, with Texas high school, like every single game I covered, I was convinced that you know they're the next like great star, and it was cool because I found out you know one of the the best guys I saw all season he's like going to Baylor and he had this I talked to his mom on the sidelines he had this great story he won the state championship with him and his brother the past year and he had like six touchdowns in the game rushed for like 328 yards like he was just a monster and so that was kind of cool because I kind of felt like I found like a diamond in the rough and I was like I'm gonna remember your name and then like in 10 years when you're drafted uh you know and you're in the NFL like I can say I covered you and that's gonna be really fun so that's the fun thing about high school you know yeah it it really is I, I've had some buddies in high school um and then when I was younger you know I went to Asheville high school um and you know when I was younger we had this guy in high school uh, we had this guy playing football his name was EJ Moss and oh he was he was just awesome he played quarterback one year super good and then it, uh, he as he got older he started growing and so they moved him to defensive end and he was still a monster I was like dude wh- wh- how in <laughs> yeah. the world and then he ended up going to play for Jacksonville State actually and got to play I believe it was 2013 awesome. when they played in they got to play in uh, Frisco and they they they, uh, they played North Dakota and then Carson Wentz was just absolutely insane then and EJ was telling me he was like hey man he 
he's insane. He's a dog, or he was a dog then. And I was like, man, <laughs> yeah, that's insane. But um, yeah, yeah Abby, cool. uh, thank you so much for joining me. I, uh, one more question, if you don't mind, um, if if you were to give, well, I guess if if you were to give somebody else a little bit of advice, and I know you said internships, uh, internships are the way to go. You know, do as many as you can. Um, it, it, but if there was something that you could say to somebody that's, you know, go, trying to get into broadcasting, trying to get into reporting, um, you know, if you ever see a, a dark moment where you, you know, you're not getting anything, you're not getting anywhere or anything, what would you have to say to them? Well, I've, I've learned a lot and, you know, I think it's, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. Uh, I think people see the glitz and, you know, they see the like top 10 reporters in the world and, Everyone wants to be that person. There's such a long ladder to get there. And I have to remind myself all the time, like, don't get discouraged, you know, that I'm not getting uh, this, this game or I'm not getting, you know, the, this playoff spot. Um, I've really kind of learned to trust the process this this time around. And, you know, if I didn't get it, it's because maybe I'm not ready. And instead of, you know, taking that and my feelings getting hurt, I'm just using it as fuel and I'm going to study more. I'm going to, you know, watch and work of game film and work on my questions. Like if you just look at it truly as an opportunity and understand that like your time will come when it's ready. Um, I think that's the best thing that you can do because it's, it's a really long road to get there. It's a lot of work. Um, it does have, it's really, really great moments, but also it's, it's got a lot of work that people don't see in hours and uh, just questioning. I think that people put in, it's kind of hard to put yourself out there on camera and, you know, being a girl, it's like, did I say that right? And do I know what I'm talking about? Do I really understand the game and things like that? So anybody in the industry, I would just say, you know, always keep grinding and make connections and keep up with your connections. You know, you never know who you're going to need down the road and not even from like a, you know, I need something from you way, but just like, Hey, you know, we're in the industry together and I'm a friend and can I call you if I need something or there was a situation, what would you do? You know, it's just nice to have somebody to talk to. But I think the biggest piece of advice is that I would just say, like, if you're starting out in the industry, just like get over the fear of failure because going on air, you're going to mess up. And that's just inevitable. Like we're people, we're not going to get it right. We're going to say something wrong. We're going to mispronounce a name. We're going to miss say a stat. And that's really just the name of the game. Um and, you know, if you do it a lot, that's not great, obviously, but like it, it does happen. And so, you know, have short term memory and try to stay as confident as you can, but always put yourself out there. Always give it a try. Interview somebody. If, if you're in a moment and an opportunity, like take the opportunity. Don't let it pass you by because you're only going to get better when you try. And I really think that failure is where you learn. Like when I you know, I did high school football all year. So every single game that I did good, I was like, Oh, it did great. Like, yay. And, you know, I was kind of like on to the next, but when I did bad or maybe not bad, but when I just like didn't do as good as I maybe wanted to, I was really hard on myself. And, you know, I, I got my film and I watched it and I was like, yeah, I should have said that here and I should have done this here. So I find myself critiquing myself and becoming a lot better actually when, you know, I, I didn't do exactly what I wanted. Yeah. So maybe, you know, I didn't do as good as I wanted to, or I wanted to say more or just confine it a little bit. Um, so I think it's in the moment where you actually 
you know, maybe not mess up, but you know that there's better that you can do and you can, um, you can be more concise and you can say something a little bit better. So I always learn the most when I feel like I could improve and I go back and I look at my film and every single time I pick up something like, Hey, I could have said this better, or I didn't like how I worded this, or this was too long, or I needed to add personality. Um, and you should look at your film every single time. I mean, athletes do it. They study film all week. Um, we're no different. So, you know, study yourself, get used to hearing your voice. My dad, I was home for Thanksgiving and he was scrolling on Instagram and like found something I covered and he started playing it and I just heard my voice and I was like, it's kind of so weird um, <laughs> to, to just like hear yourself talk, but you just really have to get over it, get over the fear of messing up um, and just, you know, practice makes perfect and, you know, have thick skin, be hard on yourself, not too hard, but, you know, just be like, Hey, I could, I could be better here. Or I could learn more or I don't know this. And this is something I need to grow in. Is there somebody I can call and talk to? Um, so really just student of the game, always, uh, don't be afraid to mess up, learn from your mistakes, um, make connections and just have fun. Like at the end of the day, like we're talking about sports, there's so many, all of my friends, they're so smart. They're nurses and doctors and surgeons and, you know, handling finances. And I'm like, man, you guys like your, your job, I'm thankful for it, but it would kind of stress me out. Like I'm just not wired that way. So I just kind of remind myself at the end of the day, like, yeah, like I'm talking about sports and I get paid to do it. Like what more could I ask for out of life? Yeah. And that's, that's awesome. And wow, that's really, really great advice. Thank you. Um, Wow. (laughs) uh, One more thing before you go. And I know I said that earlier, but I would like to know you're a big NBA and NFL gal. I know that's awesome. It, um, I wanted to know though, and I know NBA is a little bit kind of early into the season, so we're not really going to do any playoff predictions for that because that's going to be wild. It seems like very wild. Um, but do you have any NFL playoff predictions for me? We have probably the Chiefs playing the Eagles. I'm going to go for the Eagles if they are, if this is the matchup. And I'm not saying that the Eagles are an underdog by any means because they're 10 and 1, but I don't know, something about Pat Mahomes, he just always comes in clutch. I will say something shocking with kind of the playoff picture right now is Washington, the Commanders. That's impressive to me interesting uh the bucks i'm excited to see tom brady kind of get back in his bag um hopefully sooner rather than later and the cowboys might have some interesting news there with obj potentially joining the boys um gonna be interesting to see how they handle that um and if odell is healthy and able to contribute that would be incredible but that is kind of the word on the street in dallas um and yeah, let's talk about the Super Bowl curse because it is real. The Rams, I mean, three and eight. I don't even know what to say, but I will say what's more disappointing is the Broncos and Russell Wilson. Uh, I was not ready for the ride he was going to take us on because it's kind of been a little horrendous, but um, been so fun to watch the NFL this season. And for college football, I'm going to go with Georgia. So thank you so much for having me on and we'll see you guys soon. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the, the the girl herself. It is Abby Jones. Abby, thank you so much for joining me. It uh, I cannot express how much I appreciate it, and uh, I, I learned a lot. So um, thank you, 
and I'm sure my listeners as well will will really enjoy this episode. I know it was definitely one of my favorites. Um, so Abby, yeah, thank you for joining me. I I appreciate it, and everybody out there listening, sorry for some of the technical difficulties we had. Uh, hopefully I I get everything fixed and uh, uh figured out. So Abby, thanks for joining, and this, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Hayden Coker Show. Y'all have a good one. Y'all have a great rest of your week. Take care and peace.